0: This is Hawkside Guns podcast. Hey, what's up guys? This is Hawks Eye Guns Podcast and man, it's been a crazy month on lockdown y'all. I think everybody's getting a little stir crazy, a little lockdown fever and published content is getting a bit on the crazy side. We've got people in lockdown, they haven't been shooting for a while, they haven't had that, uh, my brother calls it percussion therapy and They are getting a bit punchy. Uh, Case in point, you've got just crazy content with people like flaming each other and you wind up getting flame wars. And uh, it's amazing to me because like we're all supposed to be or we all, at least in my opinion, we're all kind of the same community and like swinging at each other over Potential viral content is not something that I thought we would be doing on a national pandemic thing or a world pandemic thing. But that's apparently here we are and you get flame wars Uh, right now. You've got the gun nut guy and Paul Harrell like the gun nut guy called Paul Harrell out basically accused him of stolen valor and and hardcore stuff and i just i saw it and i laughed and paul harrell like released a thing you know where where he was like okay here's what's going on now if you had to pick on somebody and this is again my own opinion but if you have to pick on somebody and you who who does firearm content and you start with paul harrell i mean the man's won so many awards shooting competitions he was in the military he was he's he has forgotten more about shooting than I will ever know. Okay. He's got more gun lore and more gun practice, more gun medals, more won competitions than I could count. And you call that dude out? <laughs> like, that's the guy, that's the star you're swinging for? Um, I, well, I mean, it, it, it definitely made a noise. Holy crap! Yeah, I, I, like there's three people that you probably are are almost not quite, but almost unassailable as far as their credentials, right? There's the guy from Thunder Ranch, there's Hickok 45, and Paul Harrell, right? The, to me, those are the three.
1: I, I I throw one in there, and it's basically an entire clan. It's not even a person, and that's the, the I can I never pronounce it correct. The McCulick clan. The ones that basically do all the shooting for Mossberg and Sig. Oh yeah, I
0: know them. I mean, yeah. not personally, but I, yeah, I've seen their work.
1: I've seen their yeah, work. Well, I mean, Dad is a, an absolute champion, and so his daughter and daughter could outshoot any one of us with starting with an empty gun.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and if they say this is a nice gun, you probably ought to listen. <laughs> you know. Like, they probably know what they're talking about. So, I mean, I, I realize that there's, like, a web full of haters, you know, and a, and a web full of, and, and it's really, really easy and some, for a lot of people, fun to be pedantic about guns and firearms in general. It is a pastime of many. I would suggest to you that if you're going to start with Paul Harrell, you you, you bring a lunch. It's going <laughs> to like, you probably don't want to go for that guy. I, I love his content to death. Uh, and his Shatner-esque pauses and everything else—I think he does a great job. But yeah, we uh, we actually had the reverse of that happen this week. Okay, we did. Uh, I got a tweet, uh, personal tweet from a longtime listener of uh, and this goes back like GWC to WA to to this cast. And uh, Erasmus, you've probably seen him. on I hope I'm yeah. pronouncing that right. I, you've, you've seen him on the on uh, around and tweeting and all that kind of stuff. As I found out, I guess Friday when he when uh, we wound up, uh, he sent me his number. I'm like, "Is that your cell?" He goes, "Yep." I'm like, "Are you free?" "Yep." <laughs> like incoming. So I called. As it turns out, over the road trucker, nicest guy you ever want to talk to. Right? We had probably an hour, hour and a half worth of conversation. Just Uh, Just upright. It used to be in the military. Had great stories, great stories about trucking, great stories about guns, and WA content. It was great. You know, we we connected on all levels, and uh, said, you know what? I was listening to the cast as I was coming through uh, your area, and you were talking about your little girl and and that uh, pump action four tens are getting so pricey now that you just you couldn't do that. I happen to have a pump-action 410 that I'll give you for that little girl. Oh, I know. I was, like, a little choked up. I was like, this is is for my baby. This is so great. And uh, so next time he comes through, we worked it out, and we had a great conversation and everything, but it's it's like gun people can be some of the nicest people in the freaking world. They really can. And the worst part about it is, is, uh, one
1: of the, the guys at the, at the gun shop I work with is he's, he's, he's a little Filipino guy, and he's tough to read sometimes, but he turns out to be the nicest guy on the face of the earth when it comes to this stuff. Um, it, it, we had a regular customer who has trying to order a uh, Springfield XD Mod 2, and lo and behold, all of a sudden, Springfield has decided they ain't making them anymore. Oh, of course, uh, yeah. My only guess is that they're doubling down on their new design for the Hellcats. Yeah, um, that sounds about right. I, I, but I'm—I don't really know that for a fact. But what I do know for a fact is—is is that what he wanted wasn't purchasable anymore. <laughs> Th- this guy turns out that he was literally carrying one on his hip. Took it off his hip, unloaded it, showed it to the guy, and says, "If you want to buy it, I'll sell it to you."
0: Oh, dude. Without See?
1: any hesitation whatsoever. And it was the nicest thing I've seen in a long time because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do keep running across people doing nice things in this world and realizing that I'm just not one of them. <laughs> like, I'm not that nice. Holy crap. <laughs> out. Oh. <laughs> But, no, I literally took the firearm off his hip and sold it to him. I mean, it was kind of like, he's like, come back tomorrow, I'll bring the case and all the accessories and stuff like that. It was like, I, I haven't seen anything that nice in a long time.
0: Now, not to be that guy, but he did just get full retail for his Springfield, which is not exactly what you'd call
1: Oh, no, 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 he actually anybody's he didn't, favorite. Get, he, he didn't get full retail for it. <laughs> no, he, he he didn't he didn't gouge the guy by any stretch of the imagination. He was really really nice about it. Um, he, yeah, it it was probably about 150 bucks less than what retail would have been for that. Well, firearm. that's about
0: right for a used firearm. Yeah, exactly. Now, see, I don't happen to to dig the Springfield. It's it's an XD, right? XD mod two. Yeah,
1: yeah. I. One <sighs> one of my 45s is is the XD mod two.
0: I. I don't know. I shot it in I don't remember what it was. It wasn't 9. It was something bigger than that. Um what well, was a 40 that could explain why you don't like it? I don't remember. It was a 40 or a 45. I don't remember which. But I didn't like it. I I it didn't it was a little snappy. It it had yeah, I I wasn't a big fan of it. But I the the thing about it is like like you said it doesn't matter, right? Like, whatever you don't like, somebody else is going to like it. For whatever reasons, they'll like it for the opposite, you know? I mean, it's it doesn't really matter. Here's the fun part. because what we were talking about before. It's not like I've had a chance to
1: go to the range with it. I don't actually 100% sure that I like it yet either. <laughs> I mean, do, do I think it looks cool? It looks cool in my save. <laughs> looks has great it, in my save. Has, has it left the save? No. No? I mean, it, it, <laughs> You know, I, I've actually, because I've only got two firearms at the moment that I'll even carry, because it's the only two I've ever shot before, and I'm not going to carry a, a firearm for self-defense that I've never shot before.
0: Well, there's that. Uh, I did go out with my bond arms and run four rounds through it, just to run four rounds through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I ran two forty five and two uh, four tens through it. And, you know, I was like, damn, that's a big, <laughs> that's a big load and a small gun. I mean, because it just, it just squirrels all over everywhere, but it's a neat, it's a neat gun. Um, But the, the thing about it is, is like, for the most part, now you, you meet some of the pretentious guys and, and I'm I'm not really like, you can always tell like, who's the gun, the the pretentious gun guys and the guys who, who have locked into some kind of position. That's just kind of weird, you know, like. I only buy this, and I'm like, well, they're out of that, so <laughs> I guess you're not buying anything, you know. And it's
1: like, I got a line. You know, I've honestly made that mistake before myself, but at the same time, I did finally recognize that it was a mistake, and shall we say, correct the issue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's like this guy was like, I only buy Glock, you know, and I'm like, I'm sitting there waiting on my brownie paperwork, and I'm like, it's sitting in my head, and and. Just I'm talking to the the uh, Capella's guy, and I'm like, "Well, you guys are out of Glock," you know. He goes, "You know," and he he does it right back with me, and he goes, "And have been for some time," you know. Uh, so it's and this guy stomps off because he can't buy a Glock, you know, the Glock he wanted, and they just didn't have any. You know, there wasn't any. Uh, so there's the the most people though, I have found that most people are just happy. That other people are into firearms and they want to see what you have and they they want you like I haven't met somebody who's had a gun that they were out shooting that they they don't tell you about and then go here have a, and throw some rounds at you or a clip or a mag or whatever it is and say you need to shoot this you know like like here use it you shoot it shoot it shoot it shoot it. I haven't had one of those, you know, like where somebody didn't do that. Where it's like, hey, you want some rounds? Yeah, hey, go ahead. Yeah, go knock yourself out. You know, most people, at least in my experience, are at least willing to shoot, willing to try, willing to hear about yours, and you're willing to hear about that. I mean, most people are super cool, of course. Uh, now, everyone has their opinions and their tastes, and their tastes differ wildly. But for the most part, at least for the people I hang out with, they're pretty cool. Erasmus uh, was, was just like, yeah, man, it's sat in a closet for 16 years. I forgot I had it, honestly. If you, and then I heard your story, and I was like, you know, oh, yeah, I got one of those. And for the cost of dinner, I'm, uh, you know, next time he's through in a couple of months or whatever it is, is, I'm he's going to bring it by, or maybe even a year. I, I don't know. But she hasn't grown into it anyway, so it's not like she could use it tomorrow, even if we had it. So... But it was just, like, super nice. Like, the the people out there, and I, I always knew that about the people who listen to this show. Pretty cool. You know, every yes, interaction. Right? Yeah, every interaction I've had with people who listen to this show has been positive. Now, of course, the bigger you get, the, now, we're not in any danger of getting too big. Uh, <laughs> let me just, <laughs> just state that right off the bat. I didn't, uh, I didn't expect that we were. Uh, we, we <laughs> not you. I mean, them. No. Uh, you've seen the numbers. <laughs> we could fill up a moderate-sized classroom. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, 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 not high school. Elementary. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Standing room only in the elementary classroom. Uh, but there, it's it's like about that. It's like a large group of friends is basically what this podcast is, and that's actually cool. It's it's cool to talk to people. It's cool that people and. By the way, I don't know what the hell's happening in New York right now, but they have taken over the listenership of this cast. It's like uh, 15% Oregon and like 60% New York with some smattering oh. of some other stuff.
1: That, that's because a lot of the actual uh, Second Amendment rights stuff is actually going on in New York right now. Uh, basically because everybody in the process of trying to run out and buy a firearm suddenly looked around New York and went – we're really this fucked up? <laughs> it's, it's really that bad? I, well, I, yeah. Okay. Be, be, for those of you who, who don't know, and this is what was going on in New York, apparently everybody figured out how screwed up uh, New York gun laws were, especially New York City. Um, y- you have a couple of different types of permits that you can have, and depending on what permit you have, you can either carry a firearm You can own a firearm in your own home and be able to transport it to the gun range. Other than that, but not even actually into or out of the city. And there are only, if I remember correctly, and I may be off on this one, five gun ranges in the entire city of New York. And then you've got another one in which your firearm cannot leave your house. Yeah, it's got to be tough. (laughs) It's got to be tough. But but, I mean, and the worst part about it is it's kind of like, okay, if you want people to have a permit, that's one thing. But when you get to a point where it's kind of like we want you to have a firearm, you, no, excuse me, you, you've been allowed to have a firearm, but you can't even take it to the gun range. You can't take it to go to gunsmith. You can't take it out of the city. You, it literally has to stay physically in your home. That doesn't make a damn bit of sense.
0: Yeah, how are you going to to practice? How are you going to be educated? How are you going to do all that with your your firearm? You know, I mean, it's <laughs> and. I am lucky that I live in a state that's pretty pro-gun, I would, I would say. Not everywhere is like here. And some places are, are having issues, you know, like a couple of years ago with the whole North Carolina thing. And, uh, uh, God, what was his name? Mark Robinson, the I am the majority speech. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's, there's those kinds of things that are, that are happening and people pop up and, and suddenly you hear voices of reason. I, I don't think there's been a lot of that going on. Like, there's no Mark Robinson for New York. Well,
1: and it gets even a little bit more goofy, funny and interesting, depending on your perspective, because what happened was, is that it actually made it all the way to the Supreme Court. And but right before the Supreme Court had the opportunity to decide on it, New York changed the law. (laughs) So because everybody was waiting for um, the Supreme Court to set a precedent. Of some fashion or form as to what gun rights were going to be in the United States, and the Supreme Court has resisted doing this completely.
0: Yeah, and I bet you New York didn't want that decision because it wasn't going to come down the way they wanted either.
1: So, so New York altered the law just enough that the Supreme Court said, "Well, there's no argument at all here on e- either side." So they didn't. It's not like they found on either side. They simply chose not to make a decision at all.
0: In the state of New York's government went. Exactly. Dodge that Um, bullet. No pun um, intended.
1: So so people on both sides of the Second Amendment argument got upset because they were waiting for the Supreme Court to actually set some sort of precedent that could be used to make federal and state law more uh, concrete, something that actually people couldn't – less interpretable. How about that?
0: Yeah, and especially right now, and I know there's a lot of of – Anti-gun people losing their minds because they're they're losing their constituents. I mean, there's tons and tons and tons of people. You know, I talked to the guys the at the the store, and they're they're like, "Oh my god, you wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe the amount of guns we're running through here in this place right now." Because it's not these aren't people who like we've these aren't our standard customer. They're really not. We're talking and stuff, and I'm talking about you know, like I unscrew as soon as I grab the the Browning, I immediately take it down, take the barrel off, take the choke out, see what kind of choke it's got in it, look at the action, see how much scoring there is and everything. And he's he's like, this is not your first shotgun. I'm like, not even close. <laughs> and he's like, you wouldn't believe how refreshing that is. And he went up, put some dip in his mouth, you know, it just started leaning against the counter because <laughs> he st- he became unworried. You know, I took the thing down in front of him, put my choke in, got my flown flashlight, looked down the barrel. You know, saw if there was anything wrong with it or any. You know, just started looking over the the gun.
1: Whereas in my store, where n- none of us are that familiar with um, semi-auto shotguns, so watching the three of us try to put one together while it just had you <laughs> dying <after>. laughter.
0: That's okay.
1: I, <laughs> was trying to, I was trying to put it together, to put it up on the wall. Now, now a pump action, I would have been fine with.
0: Oh yeah, the you sem- could do that.
1: But the semi-auto, I just didn't know enough about it. Trying to figure out how the barrel went back on with the action and the the, the fore end, and the, uh, and I finally went, dude, I don't think I can do this. And the owner <laughs> looked at me and went, I don't know anything about it either. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> Next time, call. I'll walk you through it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, so it wasn't to me; it wasn't a, a big deal, you know. I was doing that now. If you asked me to do the same thing with uh, a sig or a pistol, or God help us, a rifle, I'd be pretty screwed. <laughs> okay, it's not like I don't do a whole lot, especially an automatic. Like a like, you could ask me to disassemble a Glock, and you might as well just bring bring a book. You know, like uh, I'm going to be a while, uh, even though they're simple. I don't do that well, like you know, like pistols are not my thing. But I'll I can do a shotgun blindfold. My daughter, my ten year old, can can field strip an eight seventy. We've done it. Uh, you know, my six year old knows all the parts. You know, she can't do it, but she knows all the parts and what to call things, action uh, my- bar, spring bar. You know, <laughs> she, she knows. Well,
1: and and as usual, I managed to make an idiot out of myself. We had somebody who was trying to buy a used clock and wanted to see the in, the internals of it and uh, didn't know how to take it down and I went okay here it's actually easy let me show you and this thing was so stinking filthy that it was <laughs> it didn't it didn't want to come apart so I'm sitting there going dude it's this really is usually easy. easy but it's not working um and The other thing that gets going on with, uh, especially with new people buying firearms, is the fact that a lot of this stuff is, is, is as ambiguous as it is, yeah. versus being just stated. Uh, the example is is that we had a restaurant owner in the, the store this week whose restaurant, since this all craziness started, has been broken into eight times. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He basically said, uh, there's no point in trying to break into it anymore. We have no glass left. It's all plywood. And he – but he, so he decided he wanted to have a, a firearm and was asking, you know, because obviously he doesn't have a carry permit as of yet, what the, the legalities were. And, you know, normally it was kind of like, okay, well, you know, in your home you can do basically whatever you want. Open carry here. Don't do it there. People are not going to let you in this place or that place. And his response was, well, can I carry it in my restaurant? And I was about to say, well, it's your restaurant. Of course you can. But then all of a sudden I went, you know what? I don't know. And I don't know because even though it's your property, it's your restaurant, is somewhere along the line someone going to interpret that if it's as in public? It's being the fact that it's a restaurant. Yeah, public space. Exactly. I you mean, know, is it your restaurant? Yes, it's your restaurant, but you're still technically in public. So, how does that fit? And and so all of a sudden, we and we all just everybody in the store just started talking about it, and none of us could come up with a definitive answer. And then it finally came up to the point it was one of those things that was you know there really isn't any specific law to it. That's going to be one of those ones that either somebody's going to arrest you or not. And it's not really going to get decided until somebody takes it to court and challenges it because it's not specified.
0: Yeah, and whether you work at a gun store or don't, you're not a lawyer. Oh,
1: no, and and, and the worst part about it is we don't actually, like, flat out tell people, oh, no, you can do – no, it's kind of like, look, from what our understanding of it is, is this is okay, this is not okay. But with that said, you still want to look it up.
0: Yeah, exactly. and. It's it's a tough thing, you know, especially when you shoot somebody, you know, know, hopefully I will never have to do that. Uh, But, you know, and if you're in your own home, that's that's Castle Doctrine. You know, Uh, we don't have that here. (laughs) Really?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you're going to shoot somebody in your home around here, you better make sure it's in the front. If you shoot them in the back, they're going to tell you that they were trying to get away
0: from you, and you should have let them. Oh yeah, no, that's not really how it works in Texas, you know. And again, different places, right? Not a lawyer. Oh, oh no,
1: dude, if you're in my house, I'm going to shoot you in the back and then roll you over and shoot you in the front again. Right. So yeah. So good luck yeah. with that. You
0: know, <laughs> either way, you're dead. Okay. <laughs> like you're not, you're not leaving unmarred. Okay. You're going to leave on a gurney if I can possibly help it. Uh, so, I mean, I, I totally get that, you know, and I t- also totally get somebody trying to defend his place of business and his safety and the safety of the, you know, the, the things and the people there. This is what fire defensive firearms are literally created for are these kinds of situations and the legality of them is often highly gray areaed. And, and what was a justified shoot, what was not, what was, you know, what you should have done, what you shouldn't have, heat of the moment type stuff. Was the other person armed? That's going to change things. Was the other person, you know, were there multiple assailants? That's going to change things. Were they threatening? Were they hitting people? Were they shooting people? Were they stabbing people? You know, all of those things, and and it varies from state to state. So it's just, uh, there's like this quagmire of stuff, but also in the middle of it, there's, at the end of it, a lot of people will go towards the argument. Well, they're dead, and I'm the only one telling the story. So, I,
1: I well, I mean, even then, is some people have asked me about you know sometimes carrying firearm and where I carry firearm. Is my answer is, I, I understand that, but you have to be alive to go to prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, if, if if I do something that defends my life and they put me in prison for it, that means I'm still alive.
0: They're not. Yeah. And, and we, have, we have stopped that situation.
1: <laughs> but, but even then, there's certain other things as far as even just ammunition. You know, we've talked about different loads that you may use in shotguns for home defense, and, et cetera. And I had somebody asking me where to find flangeable 9-millimeter bullets. <sighs> and, I, and I flat out asked him, you know, what are you looking for them for? And his response was, I live in an apartment. I'm like, that's the correct answer. Uh, and he goes, I don't understand what you mean. And I said, because if you're using them because you're in an apartment, that's great. You're trying to make sure that they're not going to go through your walls. But if you put them in your firearm, as you're going to carry them out. and You have to shoot somebody. They're going to tell you that you are not trying to defend yourself. You are trying to kill someone.
0: Yeah, because that's what it's going to do. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how that works. It, it, it's always uh, an interesting topic. in. in Everyone I've ever talked to has a different answer, has a different solution, has a different defensive firearm, has a different methodology, has a different place to keep it, has a different method they keep it in. You know I mean? It it goes on. It goes on. And like you said uh, a while back about something different, your answer is going to be different than the guy next to you, and that answer might not work for them.
1: Well, part of it is as as someone gets a little bit more and more into – I guess what the media likes to call gun culture, if if you're smart, you start talking to people. And in the process of talking to people, you'll hear things that will either click and sound like a good idea or not and sound like a bad idea. Uh, But at the same time, listening. Most of the how to comport myself and how to load things and what things to carry, what not to carry, where to keep them, how to keep them has been primarily from people in law enforcement. Sure. Um, you know, just people I've run into and just started conversations with over time. Somebody in law enforcement told me how to load my shotgun for my house. Somebody in law enforcement gave me the information about the flangeable ammo. Uh, you know, it, it, those are just the types of things that I've listened to somebody say that went, ah, that makes sense. Uh, you're, and you're going to have every once in a while somebody who thinks they know everything. And I have been accused of being that person from time to time who who is going to say something that, It makes absolutely no sense. And you're going to look at them going, dude, you're an idiot. But it it takes all kinds and it comes from all directions. But you're not going to figure any of this stuff out unless you start talking to people.
0: Yeah, I freely admit I'm an idiot. Uh, I start there. That's my default position. (laughs) Uh, that's pretty much where I live, but, uh, you know, you get smarter as you go on and, and hell, it, just in the span of this cast, most of my opinions have changed. I still like pretty guns and I still like cheap guns, but most of them have changed. Hell, I'm, I'm on the waiting list for a lever action. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought that, you <laughs> I admit it's a polymer lever action, but still, hey, progress is pro- baby steps. Baby steps. I'll, I'll make a collector. I'll make a traditional collector out of you. Yet, um, uh, when do you come to Texas? I'll stuff you with so many damn shotguns. Here, take this one, and you probably need this one. And you, this one, dude, this is just pretty. You need this, and then, here you go. Um, when do you go to a gun show and find that you could walk out of there for three hundred bucks with two guns? You know. Oh. It, it, yeah <laughs> you hit the right show you find the right stuff
1: it's there i, I, I dude I'm, I'm sitting here looking at a 1911 just dying for the opportunity to take it out and shoot it
0: and it's and it's good it's it's one of those things where you're just like oh man i there's so much cool stuff there's so many cool guns and your tastes change uh a lot of the the stuff you're able and especially with me flipping so many of them uh, I get my hands on all kinds of neat stuff, and every one of them has a different story, and every one of them has a different thing they're good at and things they're bad at and, you know, all of those things. But what you're right. You talk to people. Talk to people. My wife was in the military. She's in security and law enforcement. She has been for 20-some-odd years. Uh, my father was in the military for a long time. Uh, one of the, the people I talk to on a routine basis is a sheriff in a neighboring county.
1: Actually, I've used your wife on several occasions. Well, I've used your wife on several occasions. I'm sorry. (laughs) Have you (laughs) now? Funny. I didn't didn't know. (laughs) That didn't come out right. I have used your wife as an example. How about that? There you go. On on several occasions uh, with regards to handguns for females. I mean, I've had a couple of times where somebody's come in and said, you know, I you know I, I want a firearm, but I've had trouble controlling them, and you know it's kind of like, hey, have you considered you know Walther, you know uh, some other options, the like the EZ EZ, something yeah, of that it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Been kind of like, uh, you know, and quite frankly, I know somebody who is in law enforcement who uses this because she can control it, um, and so yeah, it's just talk to people.
0: Absolutely. But when it comes to guns for my wife, uh, I have been consistently wrong—not not even a little bit. Like every assumption, every thought that I have had that I thought was true has been not only incorrect, wildly incorrect. I I think Bona put it. He's like, boy, we could not have been more wrong, uh, and and that was true. Every everything that we assumed, we were assuming from the the standpoint of being. A relatively normal-sized man, not a relatively short woman.
1: Uh, you know, I've I've emphasized with that being the fact that I've got my goofy hands with big palms and stubby fingers. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, people people look at me going, you know, uh, oh well, the the Sig P365. It's really small and it's snappy. Yes, I agree with that, but it's also the only firearm that I've ever had that fits my hand perfectly. Every time I grab it, I don't have to adjust in any way, shape, or form. It's perfect.
0: I can shoot this, you know. Uh,
1: so uh, I, so it's just kind of one of the, oh, jeez, I have, wow, did I just lose my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I had a whole plan there, and it just left me.
0: You're like, I, I don't remember where I was going with that.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, now I remember where I was going. I, I have sold a lot of guns to people that I've looked at them and said, look, I, you know, Normally I would tell you go rent one at a fi- at a firing range. That's not a possibility right now. So unfortunately you're going to go ahead and buy this. But I have I can put an over under on whether or not you're going to be back in the next several months. Going, dude, I
0: hate this thing. I mean you can't tell them no. Uh, and but I've done this as well. So have you? Like I'm going to love this gun. I'm going to get it because of these reasons and I'm going to love it. It's going to be great. And you get it and you shoot you put even the first clip through it and you're like I hate this. <laughs> there is like I can't believe I wanted. This. Oh man, have I made a mistake here. You know, I like I've been there.
1: Well, I've ordered and I'm waiting to show up this is I went and ordered this while I was you know, on my waiting list for my liver action. I went ahead and
0: ordered a new Beretta. <laughs> While you were on the waiting list, you decided to do another waiting list.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but the, but that one should show up at some point this week. But, but I'm it, – it's a firearm I've coveted for a long time and just talked myself out of so many times.
0: Well, like a Beretta 92? Uh, no, it's
1: actually the PX4. Oh, wow. Um. So, But it's one of those things that I, I really, 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 really want to like this gun. And I'm hoping desperately that I do. I, this is going to be the gun that really pisses me off if I fire it and I don't like it.
0: You know, and I'm going to say this, and and it it's wrong, but I can tell you how it hits me. It hits me. It's like the cross section between a SIG and my Bursa. Uh, yeah. That's what it looks like to me. You know, because it's got the the deep strap on it, and it's got the the kind of swooping uh, back end, and you know, the kind of the boxy well, looking front. Well, it. it looks good.
1: I, I've talked myself a little bit back into hammer fire firearms because um, I, I haven't liked them in the past because of my short, little, stubby fingers. So when you're at the double action trigger, I have to adjust my grip even to get my finger onto the trigger itself. Sure. Um, but then I thought about it and went okay, the single action trigger I can use just fine, and it's not like this is the gun I'm going to carry. So why not?
0: Uh, dude, I'm, I'm a big fan of hammered uh, firearms.
1: Uh, 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 no, I mean, cause, so I'm going to cock it, you know, for the first shot anyway. I'm not even going to use the double action trigger. So what's the big deal? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's not like it's going to be a firearm that I'm going to be carrying and trying to access quickly and have to get to that single action trigger for the first pull. No, you got it for fun. Exactly. So why not? That's the – yeah. yeah. Now, not, I will admit it took me five years to come to this conclusion. That's but, the same
0: uh, reason I have a single action <laughs> – my heritage, you know? Like the, I'm not defending the home with that thing, okay? It's not That's not what we're doing. No, Whoa.
1: you're walking around outside and letting people laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, effectively, that's that's about right. Oh, don't don't get me wrong. I'm planning on doing the exact same thing when you when you send me the uh, the grip panels for the 1911. Yeah, I, I need to I'm get started right. on those. I, I've, I've, I've... T- t- take take your time. It's not a hurry. Not a <laughs> hurry. Uh, but but it, I tell you what, I am going to be wearing that thing proudly, having people go, "What is that?". <laughs> And I and I've told people about it, and I've had both op- both answers. I've had, dude, that is so awesome. I need to see it when you get it. And I've had the
0: why. Oh,
1: oh, okay. <laughs> You're gonna take a 1911 and make Star Wars out of it? Okay. <laughs> but but oh yeah, but I will be. I will open carry that one to the store at the moment I get a chance to.
0: Oh, of course. Of course you will. Like, I walk around the ranch, which is the only place I can do it other than the house, with a full gun belt and a full, you know, the whole thing tied to my thigh. And everybody walks by is like, draw, partner.
1: Well, I, and it's, well, it's the only reason why I'm willing to tease you about the heritage is because I know I do the exact same damn
0: thing. Oh, it's just fun. It's just fun. I, I just, I love the, the whole, uh, the whole feel of it. You know, like if I had more money, money to to burn in that particular way, I would totally get a Ruger Vaquero engraved out with the ivory handles or the stag handles and stuff like that and carry that thing around. But since I don't have that money, the Heritage 22 is a nice is a nice substitute. Right,
1: we've got a we've got a Colt Anaconda in the uh,
0: the case that your brother oh. would probably just love. Oh God, yeah, my brother the the we we, we started calling him Big Caliber Scott. Oh God, uh, like you know, or my my dad calls him Heavy Barrel now. Um, just like he's he's he cannot he physically cannot stop buying large caliber pistols, uh, like. Uh, Here's here's one that that I'm weak on. Okay. I, I am. I had like I had to stop and see it. In the case in Ancabela's, there is a beautiful stainless engraved with a pearled handle Mauser C96. <laughs> okay. Now, I am sure anyone who is uh, familiar with Star Wars knows why that's exciting, right? Uh huh. It's Han Solo's gun. Uh-huh. Okay, effectively they took a Mauser, a broom handle Mauser is really what it is. I think it's a C ninety six, but it's it's basically Han Solo's gun without the scope on it. It's got a side mounted his has a side mounted scope and a in a basically a flash suppressor, which is supposed to be like the laser thing on it. But it's a Mauser C ninety six now. It's a neat gun already, which is why they chose it. It's an interesting-looking firearm. It's this boxy thing with a with a big, fat teardrop on the bottom of it and a, and a real thin, long barrel. It looks just neat as hell, okay? But it's not a Solo's gun, <laughs> all right? <laughs> if you have a Mauser C96 and you are of my generation... You're going to put a big scope on it and a big uh, flash uh, or, or a compensator on it, paint it black or stain it so black or so blue it looks black, and then put walnut grips on it with the lines on them. That's what you're going to do because it's on Solo's gun.
1: Actually, the worst part about it is, as we're sitting here talking about it, I'm thinking about, I wonder if I could do this.
0: <laughs> the answer is yes. I've seen a lot of people do it. I mean, it's really neat, <laughs> I really like it. Just put a pistol scope on it, you know, like those old Smith pistol scopes that people used to use in the in oh, eighties yeah. and stuff. You know, put a pistol scope on it, side mount it, voila! <laughs> there is Han Solo's gun, you know, and it's perfectly workable. It's great. I love it. I don't. I didn't have a thousand dollars that I wanted to spend on a on a beautiful, beautiful Mauser uh, that I would have uh. wanted to make. Oh, the, but the
1: only thing I'm thinking is, is now that you've said this, you know, though it won't happen at one of my gun shows, obviously, but there's got to be a gun somewhere along the line, there's got to be a beat to shit one somewhere along the line that you can have, have oh, fun
0: with. I've almost had one. I've almost bought one twice. Uh, the first one I saw was at the Fort Worth gun show a couple of years ago, and it was uh, just shy of $500, but it was non functioning. And I went, you know. I might almost do that anyway because of what it is, mm-hmm. and then I was, eh, you know, that's an awful lot of money for something that doesn't, I know, doesn't work, and it's an old Mauser. Who knows if there's parts for it? I'll just leave it alone. The second time I looked at it, and I was like, mm, this one was more expensive. It was, it was like seven or eight hundred, and it was in fla- flawless condition the thing with it and he was trying to get rid of it and all that kind of stuff. And everybody loves those, those old Mausers. I just, I could, I couldn't look at that. Cause this would have gone to like a, a really nice collector. It was like, it was in really good shape. And I'm like, what I plan to do with this is rough it up <laughs> to make it look like it's been in the holster of a space cowboy for the last 10 years. And, Strap and? on a compensator and a pistol scope on it. I said, this gun deserves better than this. <laughs> you know, Now I would have much less problem. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to get it. Yeah, I'm going to screw it up and put, make it gun, on Solo's
1: blaster. That, that gun should aspire to be that.
0: I, I love that. I fell in love with that a long time ago, and I have not unfallen in love with it since. It is still the coolest blaster in the entire series. It's still the coolest gun to me. From the whole series, like anything, even stormtrooper guns and all this, it's still not cooler than Han Solo's Mauser, laser Mauser. I,
1: I have seen over time people who have actually taken rifles and tried to turn them into bowcasters over the years. <laughs> I've never seen one that actually came out really awesome, but I've definitely seen people do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen people like start doing the stormtrooper guns. I've seen people do, but you can convert because the the cool part about uh, Solo's gun is it was a freaking broom handle Mauser, that's what with uh, some stuff tacked onto it. Yeah,
1: and the communicators were lady chick razors.
0: So. Yeah, you know, Joyer's visor was a banana clip. You know, I mean, it, like it's real easy. <laughs> you know, it's it's not that hard, but I I love it. I love it. I I will totally have on one day. If if like you said, if if money was no object. And, and I could just go in and start buying the store up. I'd find somebody with a Mauser with a broom handle Mauser. I totally would. they're just cool. <laughs> it's a freaking solos gun man <laughs> anyone who sat through this appreciate you <laughs> okay.
1: yes, we, we are yammerers anomalous.
0: yes <laughs> noous
1: <laughs>
0: it's all right uh, we, you're not gonna hear it but I introduced the, the wrong show when we first started this thing so you know what it's it's fine. <laughs> It's about par for the course for us. <laughs> uh, but uh, I I had a blast uh, with the the Browning Silver Hunter. I think it's a beautiful shotgun. It's it's fired beautifully. It handles beautifully. It's smooth as hell. I would highly recommend one. Uh, if if uh, sort of the Ferris Bueller, if you have the means, I would highly recommend picking one up. Uh, And and you're into that, and you like 12 gauge, or you know, and 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 and. Uh, But I I enjoyed the hell out of it. I think it's a great gun. They're a little pricey for my normal price point, but a fantastic firearm. I'm glad you enjoyed. Yeah, as he mumbles under his breath, "You bastard! (laughs) Somewhere to buy guns and a place to shoot." You know,
1: no, I've 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 got mine coming.
0: I, I, like, put my entire life on hold this weekend so that I could go shoot. Like, I should have been carving, went shooting. I should have been cleaning the house, went shooting. Should have been, you know, doing some maintenance work on the cars. None, none of that is done. I, I Normally I call that Saturday. <laughs> I, I spent half the day at Cabela's and I spent half the morning today uh, doing this. And uh, uh, another big chunk of it, uh, doing a podcast about it. So um, life will return, but I had to get it out of my system. And God, am I, am I glad that happened. It has just been uh, excellent to, to shoot it and, and see it. Um, also, tip of the hat to Erasmus. It was great talking to you. It was. It's always nice to hear people who listen to a show and, and uh, have positive things to say. Su- like, super best guy. I mean, super great guy, Full, lots of ton fun stories, um, just the, the and, most genuine people.
1: And we, as we've said before, we are on Twitter. We'd love to hear back from anybody, even if it's to tell us how they think we're wrong. We'll happy to discuss it and debate it. And, we probably uh, are. Uh, oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> whatever it is.
0: <laughs> You know, there's no pride know. here. All right. None. <laughs> None. There is no, there is no pride. And no, we probably are wrong about almost everything. You know, uh, that doesn't bother me at all. But, uh, uh, we, indeed we would, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to, uh, just check us out. Uh, Uh, you can look up our Twitter, uh, there, you can uh, see what's going on. You can see a bunch of casts, that kind of thing. Uh, Other than that, Jake, you got anything else? I do not. Right on. We'll see you guys next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.